The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday night that meltdown has begun. The Arizona Cardinal meltdown is officially complete as the Arizona Cardinals started the season 7-0. They were the last remaining unbeaten team in the National Football League, and this is something to remember moving forward next year. The 2000 Colts remain the last team to win the Super Bowl after being the last remaining unbeaten uh, team. So, in other words... I guess you want to lose early. I guess that's the moral of the story is the Arizona Cardinals um, fell off a cliff with a K uh, this evening. A total meltdown, um, overwhelmed by the moment uh, tonight, and the Los Angeles Rams now move on to Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rams are getting three points, and it's interesting because it was four It was four before the game started, and people always remember what they saw last, but evidently the odds makers are remembering what they saw last as well. Uh, Because before kickoff, FanDuel did have numbers up, advanced numbers. And it was like six and a half if uh, it was Arizona going uh, to, uh, to Tampa Bay, and it was four if it was the Los Angeles Rams, and now it's actually three. It's three and 48 and a half. It was 48. It's moved half a point in about the last 20 minutes or so since the opening number. So the stage is now officially set. Uh, We've got line movement in Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee Titans now laying three and a half to the visiting Cincinnati Bengals Saturday, 430 Eastern time. Total 47. San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G uh, beat up. Say what you will about Jimmy G, but you can't question his toughness. Uh, So you're going to have to take away this guy's um, starting quarterback position from his cold, dead hands. All right, Jimmy G gets four and a half. San Francisco rolling uh, to Green Bay. The total is 47 and a half. Uh, We've got a wicked weekend of football uh, coming up. Every one of these matchups is off the hook, except it sort of gets incrementally better. And the Los Angeles Rams and Tampa, big time. 
Big time. Uh, they're throwing it down Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lay three, total 48 and a half. And the main event, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, this number opened and it hasn't moved. It opened at two and a half last night. We talked about the opening number at two and a half. It's still two and a half. We talked about the total. It's 54 and a half. It's still 54 and a half uh, right now. So there are the numbers as Matt Stafford wins his first uh, playoff uh, game in his uh, long career. He threw 325 touchdown passes in his career. It was the most touchdown passes thrown by any quarterback that had ever won a playoff game uh, before. Odell Beckham, he wins his first playoff game. This was just his second playoff game in his career. And uh, he got the game's opening touchdown. As Odell Beckham Jr. is the first player in NFL postseason history to have a 30-yard reception and a 30-yard completion in the same game. So Odell making a little history. How's Baker doing right now? Think Baker Mayfield watched the game tonight? Think do you think do you think that like Baker watched the game tonight? I'm gonna say that he was. I don't think like you know what I mean? Like if you know, if we went through every quarterback in the NFL and I looked and you asked me, is he watching a game right now? I'd say no, he's not watching. Right? I think Baker was watching. I think Baker Jared Goff was watching. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. SoFi rocking. Whose house? Rams house. It was Rams house uh, this evening as we kick it on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks. And, of course, the mightier 1090 ESPN uh, Radio. Uh, the Rams beat down the Arizona Cardinals. And I swear to God, man, O.J. Simpson sweated less when he was awaiting uh, the verdict than Cliff Kingsbury was tonight. Like, well, it was Cliff Kingsbury, like, on The Bachelor or something like that. And, like, he was awaiting, like, the word, uh, whether you know, whether he was going to be given the rose. Uh, I don't know about the rose, but, you know, it was quite the thorn uh, this evening. We'll tell you that. Um, so, you know, seriously, it was, like, early in the game. And you can tell from body language, like, right away with teams. You could tell right away Kyler Murray was just, like, he was frozen. All right? For whatever reason, I don't know. He had, like, the worst game of his life tonight. And the kid is a winner. He never really, he's not used to losing, but the wheels just completely fell off early for Kyler Murray. And I tweeted out earlier in the game, you know, the fact that he was, he was taking so long at the line of scrimmage, his offensive linemen were looking back at him like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Right. He was changing every play at the line of scrimmage instead of just playing. Um, you know, they got ambushed. They got punched in the mouth. And now the Los Angeles Rams are rewarded with a trip to Tampa Bay. All right, so you got a short week after you play on Monday night, and now you're getting three points. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look good against the Philadelphia Eagles, but you're not playing Patsy. All right, you're not playing Lee Harvey Oswald uh, next week. You're playing the Los Angeles Rams, and it's all about the pressure that the Rams can create on the defensive line. If they can, if Aaron, if Aaron Donald shows up and just implodes the pocket like he's known to and he can, the Rams can win a football game. I think Matt Stafford's got some confidence uh, right now, and you can plainly see that the Los Angeles Rams want to run the football and try to limit limit what they're asking Stafford to do. Right? Stafford can make the throws when he's asked to, but you know, more and more, I think the Rams do want to run the football, 
And I think they're going to want to run the football against Tampa Bay as well to try to keep Tom Brady off the field. we got a spectacular weekend of football coming up, and we've got a spectacular row of guests uh, tonight. Mike Tenier, Football Outsiders, FB Outsiders, New York Times contributor. Mike Tenier steps up and in. Rick Sarantella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com, George Kurtz, Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Oh, yeah! Wow! This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. We're kicking it. My dear Ted Nottie, what's up, San Diego? What's up, Los Angeles? We've got to get Arash Markazi back on the program uh, later in the week and uh, and break it down. He's a great, great Twitter follow. Um, if you're an L.A. Uh, sports fan, some great tweets uh, this evening. Big night uh, tonight at SoFi. A who's who celebrity row in attendance uh, this evening. And uh, once again, you know what? Like, basically, the, the Clipper players, they, you know, this happens all the time. I mean, like Kawhi Leonard got booed at a Dodger game, all right? Even Kawhi Leonard. So, like, Kawhi Leonard got booted. And like, oh, I want to go home. It's like, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> you, you don't play for the Lakers, right? So, you know, that's just – it is what it is. But, like, the, the, the Clipper players need to embrace the Chargers, right? Like, they need to embrace the Chargers. That's like – you know what I mean? It's like the clip. It's like the Lakers and Dodgers are together, and then you get, like, the Chargers and Clippers. Like, if I was – like if I was like a uh, a Clipper player, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to these games and like show up, <laughs> like like you know you you know it's kind of cold, it's crazy, but like people are just ruthless. Like I said even Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard got booed at a Dodger game. Paul George, man, this guy's from there. He's he, he gets booed. Uh, the biggest pop of the night, the most popular the most popular person in the stands tonight. They got the biggest pop, and there was a lot of people there, man. Like everybody was there. Like Jay Z was there even. Uh, it was Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, like the most popular guy in the stadium. <laughs> Mookie Betts, the most popular dude, rocking a number 50 jersey uh, of, of, of the Rams. 
And, you know, the Rams jumped on the Dodgers bandwagon. Like Jalen Ramsey was gone. He had a Dodger jersey and stuff uh, with Ramsey on the back of it. I missed him. I was at the game, and people were like, oh, man, Jalen Ramsey's in the concourse taking pictures with people and stuff. He's wearing a Dodger Jalen Ramsey jersey. But uh, I was too caught up in that one nothing game that night. And I was just trying not to get blown away in the wind. So, speaking of getting blown away, wow, Arizona. It's going to happen. If you guys pay attention, and I tell you this all the time, and I've said it a million times before, but the end is never pretty for anybody at the end, right? It just isn't. In the playoffs, when, once it implodes, like, you know, you look at with the, with the New England Patriots, the wheels, once the wheels fall off, it's done. It's done. You're sort of, like, shell-shocked, and Arizona were shell-shocked. I give them credit for actually not completely quitting. You know, they were unprepared. They were overwhelmed and unprepared. Quite frankly, they looked like Michigan did against Georgia. They were a step slow. They seemed overwhelmed by the moment. Everything happened like nothing was like easy or nothing was you know in rhythm uh, ever. Like right from the start. I mean, Kyler Murray's been in the league long enough to know that you can't just wildly throw the ball, bro, like from your end zone like that. Like you got to eat it. If it's a safety, it's a safety. Cliff Kingsbury, like I said, I'm not kidding. Like Cliff Kingsbury. He, he was like the dude from Airplane in that gif. You know, you know, the gif, you know, when you just punch in nervous, sweating, whatever. You know, he's trying to land the plane, the movie Airplane, which is a funny-ass movie. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's in that movie. <laughs> Are you Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No. I'm a pilot. No. My dad says that you're lazy and you don't run back on defense. <laughs> That's a great, it's a great, great movie. <laughs> Kareem looks at, you tell your dad that I'm going up against the best players. You tell your dad, it's a great. That's just it's it's a great movie. It's one of those that that's that's one of those movies that you really can watch like ninety two times. There's just so many great lines when he's like, "I really quit. Uh, I really quit the wrong week to start to uh, try to quit drinking coffee." <laughs> he's all stressed. He's drinking coffee. I really picked that a couple minutes. Later, I really picked the wrong week to try to stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> he's he's smoking. He's chain smoking. And then, like, it raises up. And I really picked the wrong week to stop trying to do cocaine. And he starts doing rails. And it just keeps going from there. Uh, great movie. Great movie. See, so, yeah, like, Kingsbury, this guy's sweating, man. Like I said, like, O.J. Simpson was less stressed. Yeah, I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, bro, you're in a dome. Like, what are you sweating so much for? Like, like Kingsbury looked like a dude that was, like, basically... Like, you know what, I'm not supposed to be here, and I think people are about to figure out that I'm a fraud, and, um, uh, like, I'm not really the head coach. I kind of just walked in off the, you know, in the parking lot, and no one stopped me. Like, he, like, and you can tell, like I said, like, Kyler Murray was just done. Like, Kyler Murray was done, done. Like, from, you know, basically, like, five minutes into the game, you can see, all right, this is not, like, going to work for this kid tonight. Right? Like, Kyler Murray was just whatever. But Kingsbury... You're the coach, and he's just staring. He's staring at his sheet. He's staring at his play card. And it's like, bro, what do you think? By staring at it, the plays are going to work more? It's like, maybe you should talk to your players and calm everyone down. I don't know. Call a timeout. Like, do something besides just staring at your cards, sweating, man. I said, like, like honestly. Uh, you know, like, uh, like, Kingsbury... Kings like they, they he needed like a, a, a he needed like a 
a ball boy to like, you know, towel him down. Like he was, Sean McVay looked all calm and stuff in Kingsbury. He's like, just Kingsbury's like profusely sweating, man. I, I swear to God, I've never seen an NFL coach sweat like that. I've seen pitchers, you know, Rodgers Chapman sweats a lot. I think it's the steroids. Um, you, know, you know what I mean? Like you know, a lot of baseball players, you'll see them on the hill and they're sweating their ass off and stuff. But I've never seen a head coach sweat like that. I tell you what, like Kingsbury, you're never going to get a deodorant commercial, man. I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> whatever, whatever you use, it doesn't work. Man, what an ass kicking. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Listen, it's going to happen. It's the playoffs. This is what happens. And it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience for Kyler Murray. You know, this is this 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 is going to be a day that he'll never forget, right? It's like one of those type of deals. Hey, listen, man. Only one team wins the Super Bowl, all right? And when it ends, it's over. It is what it is. You get exposed. You're on TV. It's the only game on. Everybody's watching, and it's painful. But you know, you were in the playoffs. It's it's a it's. Very few teams just sort of go from, like, you know what I mean, worse to, like, you know, and then suddenly win the Super Bowl. Except unless Tom Brady's there, like, with Tampa. Like, look at the Rams. The Rams have had, you know, a lot of postseason disappointment, man, over the last few years, right? They've had a lot of failure, and it channels. Like, it builds up. Same with the Buffalo Bills. It builds up, and then, you know what I mean, you either break through or you implode. Let's give credit to Matt Stafford, though. Listen, there was a lot of questions. Everybody questioned Stafford coming into the game. And just for the record, if you're unaware, final, and, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw, but we gave the picks on uh, on game time decisions. We were on the Rams. I've said, I said it last week. You know, I said, listen, I think Stafford, you know, it's Arizona. Arizona aren't the same team without Hopkins. Arizona weren't the same team over the last six weeks of the season. The only team they beat were Dallas. All right, George Kurtz will step up and then we'll uh, recount a little bit of Dallas's misery. That really was a clown ass show yesterday with the Dallas Cowboys, but we'll get into it with Mike Tanier as well. I hate to say it though, like, like I'm a, I'm just surprised that the Cowboy fans were surprised. Like, don't you guys know your team? <laughs> like, like, yeah, are you that delusional? Are you all that delusional that you really thought like, yeah, yeah? And Dak Prescott, I'm, I I brought it up last night. All right, I was like the first day. It bothered me and whatever. And I'm glad I saw Marcus, I saw Spears. I saw Spears uh, saying, I'm not blaming any refs. Like, Doc Prescott's still blaming the referees. Like, you know, oh, well, you know what I mean? Oh, I understand why the fans are mad at the referees and the refs, the refs, the refs. It's like, bro, you're the refs. You're the one screwed up. No one's blaming the refs besides you. No one blames the refs for that last, that last debacle. You know, people blame Callum Moore, people blame McCarthy, people blame you. Like, I don't I don't really understand what part of this you don't see, Doc. Like, if you're the leader of the team, you need to accept responsibility and say, we need to be better, and we, you know, no, it's not the referee's fault. The ref's fault. The late-night anger management class, this is Sports Ridge. I am Marenzi. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, Luke! There's a big crowd. Welcome us back, even though we lost. Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football? Let's see if you can catch a rock. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Ramsey. Salute the great Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day uh, today. On the Monday night uh, meltdown, Mike Tanier will join us in a couple of minutes. A little bit later on, Mike Tanier steps up and in. George Kurtz will kick with us later. We've got Rick Saratala. we got a full house here tonight. The Rams, Victoria's Lakers in action right now. I jumped in on uh, Utah. Small play. I jumped in on Utah at the half, and uh, they've actually exploded here. In the third quarter, 32-16, uh, they've outscored the Lakers in the third quarter. Utah have taken a 10-point lead. Now I wish I would have put more on it because I won money tonight on the football game. And I was like, I don't really want to give it back. But I think, you know, just out of principle, I think the Utah will probably come back. So I'm going to jump in on this. It'll be nice to end with, end, end with another win. And end with a win if you tuned in uh, today. Uh, to game time decisions, uh, we nailed quite a, you know, we pretty we we, we killed it again. We got we got it done. Long field goal hits. Odell Beckham touchdown plus one sixty five hit. Cooper Cup touchdown hit. Uh, Rondell Moore over yards hit. Van Jefferson over yards hit. Uh, Rams uh, we laid the laid the three with the Rams that hit. Uh, the game didn't go over the number, but the teaser hit. Like I said, it was it was a good night. Uh, we did extremely well this weekend in the NFL playoffs. But we talked about this coming in uh, last week, guys, on Friday, and I brought it up in the last fifty six wild card games. All right, it was. Um, it was uh, what was it? Fifty-six wild card games. It was forty-eight seven and one. So forty-eight seven and one. The outright winner won like on the point spread. So in other words, and fifty-six like previous wild card games coming into this year, only seven times did a team lose and cover the point spread. That's like the best way of describing this, you know, for people. Outright winner. They don't want to complicate it. You know what I mean? So, like, 56 wildcard games, only seven times. This weekend, 7-0, 6-0. 6 game. Every look, the Rams covered, the Chiefs covered, uh, the Bucks covered, 
the uh, the 49ers were were underdogs, but the point spread didn't matter. They won the game outright as underdogs. And Saturday, the Bengals covered, albeit barely, and the Bills easily covered. So every basically, you know what I mean. So what? There are six games. The underdogs, uh, underdogs, uh, won one of them, one of the games uh, outright. And other than that, it was a favorite fest. It was a favorite fest. Favorites rolled. Points spreads didn't matter. And you know what? We hit that uh, five-game banger. You know, it could have been as you know, we could have just laid the points. Every team actually ended up covering the spread, anyways. We did have San Francisco on the money line on it. Now this week should be a little bit different, though. Wild card week. There's a reason why it was wild card week. It's the same thing in the Super Bowl, guys. The point spread doesn't matter in the Super Bowl either. The point spreads only come into play in the Super Bowl six times. What's this this year? Super Bowl Fifty Six. It's all, and so 55 is only coming to play six times, the, the point spread. It really is amazing. We've talked about how point spreads. We're all conditioned to talk about numbers so much. Oh, I like it at this. I don't like it at that. And ultimately, they don't really matter, right? Even you like the underdog. The team that wins the game generally, you know what I mean, that, that's it. Like, it's it's kind of rare that it'll happen, where, that the team will lose. Now, it's a little bit different. Like, the wild card round is different than a divisional round here. And I got to tell you, as somebody that's been watching the NFL for a long time, this I said this coming into the playoffs, man. You just sort of knew. Like now, basically, the riffraff is done. So now this is like basically if we had called football playoffs, all right? So you wanted expansion, all right? You know, the riffraff is out now. And I tell you what, whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, you've got to earn it. You, you know, you, you're going to have to earn this thing. Like no matter what team you are, this is not a party, right? Like look at, look at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills' journey to the Super Bowl. Beat Bill Belichick, go to Kansas City, beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and then go on the road as and try to beat the one seed, the Tennessee Titans, and play the one seed after. If the Bills make it, then hey, God bless them, right? Then that's a hell of a that's a hell of an accomplishment. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, not easy. You got a free pass against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now you've got a smoking hot Buffalo Bill team coming to town that have a chip on their shoulder. Remember losing last year to you on the same field. And the Bills are a good road team. And weather will not be a factor. The only game that the weather is going to be a factor in this upcoming weekend is Green Bay. The, the Green Bay game, and it's not that bad, but, you know what I mean, it's, you know, that's the only one. Like you know, the, the weather, the weather in Nashville, fine. The weather in Kansas City, fine. It's not like you know, forty-three degrees, ten mile an hour winds type of deal. Uh, the weather in Tampa is going to be fine. It's like sixty-three degrees, partly cloudy. It's not even going to rain. Ten mile an hour winds. So basically, the, the Green Bay game—that's the one. Like the temperatures could dip. It's Saturday night. It's late Saturday night. You know what I mean? They're playing at nighttime. I don't know why they do that. I, mean, I get it. It's prime time. They want these teams on TV, but sort of like Buffalo. You know it's going to be viciously cold, so you put the game at nighttime and it's getting even colder. Jimmy Jimmy G is Jimmy G is beat up, right, coming into this game. But as we stated, that's, that's going to be the only game affected by weather. If you're just joining us uh, right now, I am Gabriel Morancy, and the, uh, the Rams are getting three points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Rams get three, total 48 and a half. We have had some line movement here with the Tennessee Titans. The Titans were laying three. That was the opening number. Now the Titans are three and a half. 
And the bank, you know, we were talking about wild card rounds. Point spreads aren't going to come into play. Divisional rounds a little bit different. Now you have more evenly matched teams, right? Like either you had some mismatches here in in in, in the first round of the playoffs. Cincinnati and Tennessee, like these guys, really are evenly matched. We saw Kyler Murray implode tonight. We saw Cliff Kingsbury implode, right? Both of them together, coach and quarterback, who are these guys are joined at the hip. They came in together, and they just went down together, all right? Now, it doesn't mean they won't be back. I'm not dismissing the, the, the Cardinals' future. But the fact of the matter is, and Kyler Murray, you know what? He's an he's a cocky kid, and we hear about oh he's like you know he was forty six and three in his life before the NFL and stuff. But Murray has a hard time like losing. Still, I talked about this earlier in the year with the Cardinals, and I didn't like it. The Cardinals lost that to the Detroit Lions, and they took Murray out of the game. There was like five minutes left in the game, and they took him out. And I remember commenting on, it was the same weekend, the Buccaneers lost that day, and Brady was down by like 20 or something, and he was still in the game. And I remember I brought it up. I don't know if you guys recall, I brought it up a couple of times. I said, you know, you notice that? I said, Brady's the ultimate winner, and even though he's getting his ass handed to him, he stayed in the game until the final whistle. Kyler Murray got, like, protected, almost like a child. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, well, we don't want to hurt his confidence. You know, we don't want him to lose, so let's, let's you know what I mean? He's got, you know... So that's the difference here with Joe Burrow. And I'm not, you know, you figure Kyler Murray's got ice in his veins. Well, he clearly didn't tonight, right? And like I said, I'm not saying that the future of Kyler, I'm not ripping Kyler Murray. I'm just stating whatever. He looked like a deer in the headlights tonight. He was overwhelmed, and he got caught up in a moment. It happens, right? It happens. But we saw Joe Burrow did not get caught up in the moment. Now that game was at home. Now they're going on the road. Tennessee's not an easy place to play. I mean, the, the Titans don't get talked about much. They, you know, what I mean, they're they're not a public team. They're not in a mega market and, and and stuff like that, right? They don't have big press following, and you know what I'm saying. But it's not an easy place to go play. The only thing is, Cincinnati. You know, the Cincinnati. They just their offense. They have so much talent that it's like, you know what? Like, they, they, can, they can move the ball on anybody. Right? They really can. Now, the pressure builds each week as well. I think Tannehill will handle the pressure. The Titans have been in the playoffs before in one playoff game. So, the Titans are going to be all right. I always wonder. I know it's an advantage to have the bye, but we talked about it. I always wonder about these teams that haven't played, and you get this team that's hot rolling in here. Can, that, can the team that's coming off the bye just flick the switch? Because they're going to have to. They're going to have to. So that game's three and a half. I'm leaning with the, the Bengals. I think the Bengals, the Bengals haven't done anything to make me, like, doubt them in, in, in a sense. I get it. I get that they're young. And trust me, I don't think the Bengals, I don't think the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, right? But I think this is part of their growth process here. And and I'm telling you right now, now, listen, I'm talking about a teaser here. I don't think the Bengals will get smoked. Because the thing, you know, when you worry about a teaser here, you're getting, all right, you get 10 and a half points with the Bengals. It's like, okay, can they get smoked? Probably not, right? Like, I don't think psychologically or mentally, like, the, the Bengals will choke like the Cardinals did tonight, 
right? I don't think they're going to roll over and choke. Number two, even if they get down, you've got Joe Burrow, you've got a potent passing attack that can, you know, move the sticks and you can get a back door. And if if you're getting a ten and a half and they come out early and they score early, then you've got yourself a nice little cushion as well. I think, like I said, I think Cincinnati, I think we're going to have a close one this one. You know, we haven't you know, we really haven't any close games. I mean, the closest game was what that Dallas uh, debacle at the end. Man, some great games this week. Pressure is on everybody. Pressure's on the Titans. They, you know, they they're the one seed. They got to do something with it. Pressure's on Rodgers. Pressure's on Jimmy G. Mike Tanier next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Late Night Anger Management Class. And this is Fortridge. I am Gable Morenzo. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's bring in an outsider, a football outsider. New York Times contributor as well. One of our favorite guests talking football with Mike Tenier steps up. And then Mike, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a marathon couple of days of football, though. I, I don't think I've ever watched this much football in my career. And that's saying something because I watch a lot of football. You know, I'm I'm one of the few in the media that'll admit when I'm wrong, and I'll admit that yeah. I squawked when they put the game on Monday night at first. I'm like, it's yeah. Wild Card Weekend, it's not Wild Card Monday. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I was actually happy. I'm like, hey man, it was actually you know, there was a football game tonight. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I needed to sleep for a few hours, catch my breath, and everything before I went in to the next game after five straight games on Saturday and Sunday. So it seems like I, I want to get your thoughts on the games that are coming up right now. But, man, the national media just loves kicking the Cowboys when they're down and the <laughs> montages of their fans and all that type of stuff. And I'm almost thinking, Mike, I'm like, 
<clears throat> really? You guys were surprised you lost? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, that's my take. Like, I almost, like, I see all these fans, and I couldn't help but just think it's like when Bart Simpson's waiting for Krusty the Clown to show up to dinner. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I'm sorry, Bart. He's not coming tonight. Uh, he's already, tonight's the night. No, nah, I'm sorry. He's not. He's all dressed up. And I was almost thinking, I'm like, guys, you got to, you know, Cowboy fans, you got to start putting it in your head that you almost need to start that, you know, I'm just surprised that they're surprised that they don't see the bad things and weird things are going to happen to them. That's where I'm coming here. <laughs> I'm surprised they were still in the stadium crying because, you know, based here in Greater Philly, and the Cowboys fans in Greater Philly, they, they disappear. They're like Homer Simpson going into the bushes when they're showing at halftime. So I would assume the, the Cowboys fans would have all cleared up, but no, they, they, it was, they were having a rough time there. And they were on Nickelodeon, too. That's the rough time. You're not just crying on national television. You're crying on Nickelodeon. You're getting slimed as well. But I'll say this. Patriots fans breathed a sigh of relief at the Cowboys lost because if we weren't ripping Cowboys fans all during the weekend, we would have gone over to the Patriots fans after what happened to them against the Bills. Well, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, and it was enjoyable, but it's just a wild card game. You know what I mean? That doesn't make up for everything, but it felt good. And from a football perspective, I said basically I was on live during the game Saturday night. We do like an in-game live type thing, give our picks and, you know, just talk smack, et cetera. And I said, guys, this is pretty much a perfect football game that they played. Like, from the metrics, when you look at this, how perfect of a game was it from all facets? I guess, you know, the extra points. That was the weakness, right? The extra points. But, like, even on special teams, man, they were tackling hard. Every day, the defense was hitting hard. The running back, Singletary, was hitting the holes hard. Everything was just perfect. Like, if you're a football team, that was a perfect game. That was such a perfect game that football outsiders ran the statistics using the DVOA, all of our analytics. It was, and I forget because I don't have it in front of me, either the second or third greatest offensive performance of all time. Not playoff performance, overall, of all time, second or third best. Now, that accounts for the fact that they were playing a playoff-caliber defense. They weren't doing this against the Jaguars or the Jets or whatever. They're doing this against the Patriots. But when you put it all together, you know, scoring on every opportunity, averaging that many yards per play, just gashing them on the run, gashing them on the pass, and you're right, the only things that didn't work were the extra points. It was an absolute historic performance by the Bills. And you're right, it's just a wild-card game, et cetera. It kind of washed away that feeling. It washed away that Patriots loss during the regular season. That feeling that this team, yeah, when they're good, they're good, but they only beat bad teams when they're down, they're really down. That showed you how good the Bills can be at a playoff, uh, at a playoff situation. Uh, Kansas City raised it up a notch in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yet there's still a little bit some vulnerabilities there. I look at this game, and as I said, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, so I've been down this road before, and I really – you know, we're going to be on media row. Nothing would make my life happier than you know, the Bills actually being in this game. But they got to go through Kansas City and then either through Cincinnati or Tennessee after. But I think they just, quite frankly, have to outscore them. Right? I think, you know, you can't really go in there and say, well, we'll play control and we'll do this and we'll try to eat up six, seven minutes. No, man. You show up and you try to put as many freaking points. Like, all this, well, we're going to run the ball, we're going to do this. Yeah. Do whatever it takes to put points on it. You need to score. Go in there. You, you know, look, the last two times these two teams have played, the winning team had 38 points. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. You need to score points in this series if you're going to win the game. 
Right, and the over is up to 55 already. I bet it's going to go up a point or two along the way. But, yeah, if you look at how the Bills beat the Chiefs, and I guess it was week five, week four, I forget what it was, it was all gash splash plays. It was like a 55-yard pass to Knox, a 30-yard pass uh, to Sanders. There was a 20-yard touchdown in there for uh, Allen running the ball. There was a pick six. You get those big plays, and that's how you do it. If you think, oh, yeah, you know we're going to control the clock in this game, on either side, that goes for the Chiefs as well, you're not going to do it. So I think both teams, despite the fact that the defenses are playing very well, both teams will be able to score against the other team, and I'm not making a pick five, six days out from this, so I'm certainly not going to do that, but I am looking forward to this game. Like we were saying, I got a little tiring this weekend, watching this much football, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, etc. I'm looking forward to this matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs. Mike Tanier with us on the Monday night uh, meltdown. It's a great slate of football that we have coming up. What about San Francisco peaking at the right time? Um, dangerous football team. Samuel is just such a dynamic player. Um, what do you make of the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers? Third straight year, Mike, that the Packers have been in this spot, right? I mean, I know it's not the conference championship game yet, but hey, you guys got home field. Here you are. You've had home field two of the last three years. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to like anything, right? He doesn't like the media. He doesn't like, uh, you know, he doesn't like vaccines. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like the GM. He doesn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every damn week, bro, it's something. And I'm buddy with uh, McAfee's on our network, so hey, it's good for our network. He says something every week. Right. <laughs> but, hey, go out and win the game, bro. You know what I mean? You've got one Super Bowl. <laughs> go out and win this game. There's been disappointment. What do you make of this matchup? Man, this is going to be a good one on Saturday night. It's going to be a good one. You talk about the Niners peaking at the right time. I think they peaked too soon. I think they peaked at about halftime uh, on Sunday, and they were starting to peak <laughs> down the stretch of that game. And we know we've watched these 49ers versus Packers games. Usually, the Packers defense falls apart. The 49ers rush for six trillion yards somehow, and Aaron Rodgers is left giving dirty looks to everybody and saying, "I should be the general manager of this team." I don't see it happening now. First of all, all eyes early in the week right now are on Nick Boza or on Fred Warner, the injuries the 49ers suffered. Meanwhile, on the other side, you've got the Packers. You say Aaron Rodgers doesn't like anything? Aaron Rodgers likes a week off. That's what nobody ever says go to a week off, and Aaron Rodgers just got one. Uh, he got Zadarius Smith back. He got David Bakhtiari back. He's getting uh, Whitney Merciless back, who I forgot was even on the roster. So, you know, we can look at history, but when you put history aside, you say one team's playing very well and is very rested and is getting healthy. The other is banged up. Kind of, you know, when all of a sudden done, kind of was lucky to get out of uh, Dallas with a win there. They, they tried to cough that, ball, that game up as, as hard as the Cowboys was. I'm looking at the Packers as the favorites in that one. What is it about Shanahan? It's a good point. I brought it up briefly last night. It's sort of lost in everything, right, with the, yeah. the end of that Cowboy game. But, look, Shanahan, you know, offensive coordinator, Super Bowl, right, uh, the, yeah. the collapse, the 28-3 game. They had the yeah. Chiefs, man. They had the Chiefs on the ropes, eight, yeah. nine minutes left, uh, the collapse. And as you stated, everybody's, you know, let's make fun of Dallas, this and that. But that was nearly yeah. another Shanahan collapse and an epic one right there. Right, and everyone's a little different. I mean, he was being pretty aggressive in the Super Bowl. They weren't just trying to run the ball and get with 28 to three. No, they were throwing downfield. It didn't work. Uh, in the Super Bowl, Garoppolo couldn't hit guys. They were taking yeah, shots yeah. down the field, and Garoppolo was overthrowing them, and that would have been the game, et cetera. This was conservatism. This was fourth and one. Let's punt. Let's give you another chance. Fourth and inches. Let's punt. Let's give you another chance. Uh, some of the play calls were kind of, uh, you know, daffy down the stretch. I kept waiting for them to put Lance in there. It's like if all you're going to do is run like a, you, you know. 
power plays up the middle for four or five yards. Put the quarterback who can run in the game at this point. You know, let him quarterback sneak it. Let him, you know, run a little zone read against him. Never does it. So, you know, they get away with one, so to speak, because the Cowboys couldn't get out of their own way. But I don't look at this game coming up and, you know, Shanahan can make a great game plan and he can win the, uh, the, uh, against the Packers. But if it comes down to situational decisions, third and long, fourth and inch, and stuff like that, Shanahan's not going to win in those situations against the Green Bay Packers. One of the differences to me when I look at the Packers, too, is I like that ground game that they have. We could talk about Aaron Rodgers all we want, but I like the one-two punch right now with Dylan, the physicality that it brings. Jones, a great running back. Um, and and they're not, they don't just rely on Aaron Rodgers. And it's a good point he raised as far as Lance is concerned. We saw the Raiders do it with Mariota at times. It's a big CFL thing. Bring him the backup yeah. and let him run. Let him take the hit, and, and, and why not? So... Cincinnati, what did you think of that that game against? Uh, man, that was close at the end. Uh, the Raiders. Seems like that was so long ago, Mike. <laughs> it does. I'm trying to yeah, yeah. I'm trying to... The game ended with the Raiders throwing the ball into the damn end zone. They nearly tied the game at the end. I, I know you talk about like people forget that the Raiders threw in front of the end zone in the last play because you know Dak Prescott slides and all this other yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. happens. But I'm trying to strain my brain to remember that one. And I know the, it the feels like it, what, what, when, when was that game? I know <laughs> there was a whistle and something. That, yeah, uh, you know the Bengals made that game harder on themselves than they needed to be uh, because they settled for too many field goals because they didn't run out the clock very well at the end of that game. Um, and but of all the of all the upsets I'm sniffing coming into the second round here it's the Bengals against the Titans because I've seen the Bengals play exceptional football against playoff teams over the last couple of weeks we saw that Chiefs game uh in, you know week 17 we saw them against the, the Raiders haven't seen the Titans really blow me away since they played the Rams in week nine I, I was actually on Tennessee radio they pushed back and they said yeah what about 35 to 3 against the Dolphins and like, you lost me at the Dolphins there. I'm sorry. I was not blown away by that game and all your Jaguars wins and all the other stuff you did down the stretch here. So, you know, I, I like the Bengals. I like their ability to score from everywhere. I think their defense is underrated. We have to keep our eye on Trey Hendrickson, their top, top edge rusher. He got hurt in that game. Looks like he's going to be back. And that's the one upset I'm sniffing uh, going into the next weekend. Uh, Mike, we'll get you out of here. We've got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here, but I saw a report that uh, so you mentioned the Tennessee game with Miami, and there were reports that Flores and Tua got into it uh, during that yeah. game, and that basically Flores said, you need to and play better. And Tua, Tua said, you need to learn how to talk to people. And this seems to be a theme here. <laughs> no, and I guess that's the, that's the thing it. that basically that – I guess Flores wasn't talking to the GM. He wasn't talking to the owner. He wasn't talking to anybody. Like, he's just this sort of, hey, it's my – it's like, that's all fine, coach, but you, you're you not Belichick, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, communication right. matters a little bit, and as we see right now, but what about Flores? Where is he going to pop up? And is this – is this is his reputation of someone that basically, you know, he doesn't get along with anybody? Is this going to backfire on him? He, he really needs to go back to the coordinator pool for a year or two, go back into the Belichick family, and reemerge as a candidate after some wins. If you remember, Belichick used to fight with Bernie Kosar in Cleveland, uh, you know, like 30 years ago. Like, this guy can't talk to, to uh, his quarterbacks and things like that. And he figured it out when he had his second term. But, what you know, one of the things that looks like is happening with Flores is the, the Houston Texans, you know, that circus, they're interested in bringing him in there. And I think that would be oil, water, uh, 
fire, whatever you would call it. It would be a vinegar. It would be a terrible combination because that's a team that, you know, the front office doesn't communicate with the coaching staff, doesn't communicate with uh, the ownership group with Easterby running around there. And, you know, you've got Deshaun Watson uh, up in the rafters someplace, and we don't know what's going on. That's a possibility there. What my gut tells me is going to happen though, is Flores is going to look at that, realize that it's not a situation where he's going to thrive. Uh, the Texans are going to get Jared Mayo or somebody who's going to be making a big promotional leap, and he's going to take that job to get the promotional leap. And I think Flores is going to wind up back somewhere in the defensive coordinator role uh, until we forget how weird it got with Tua and Brissett and, and the three offensive coordinators and eight line coaches and everything else that was going on in Miami. Well, there's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of coaching stuff to break down. Um, we're we're, yeah. we're up against it right now. Next time, I'd like to get your thoughts on the New York Giants situation and how oh, quickly boy. things unraveled there. From now, Judge is going to be <laughs> back, and I got to believe now that that Jones will not be back either. That they'll completely mm. uh, start over. But Mike, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for doing like your 99th radio hit with us uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up with you down the road, my man. Always pleasure. Take care. Enjoy your week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Late night anger management class. Three minute warning. <clears throat> Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. I am Marenzi. Uh, thanks to Mike Tanier uh, for joining us on the program. Um, we're going to get back to the football uh, talk. I want to get into Novak a little bit uh, here. Novak Djokovic. Of course, um, he was after when it was all said and done. He lost. He gets uh, he gets uh, sent home from Australia. Uh, yet now France have stepped up and basically warned him and told him that if you're not vaccinated, you're not welcome at the French Open. And in fact, they changed their law like last night because of this. Right, because of this, they didn't they didn't want to be the next one up to basically go through this. So, you know, before, uh, before, you know, they didn't have this. Like, yeah, I guess if you were vaccinated, you could have got an exemption or tried to get an exemption and blah, blah, blah. So they actually changed the law in France. And I talked about this last week as far as Novak was concerned. And I said, I said, you know, when you, when you, 
when you lie and you get like rejected from a from a country, even if you're a celebrity, whatever, you're a star. Now he could appeal this, I guess, but he's barred from Australia for three years now, right? So you know, no more Australian Opens type of deal. Now maybe things will change in the future. Who knows what goes on in the world that we're in right now? But now suddenly the French Open. Now no French Open. This is, you know what, this is going to affect your legacy. Like, you know, as far as records and all this are concerned, and it's going to cost you a lot of money, bro, right? You make big money winning these tournaments, and you can't win if you're not allowed into the country to play in these tournaments. So uh, France is the next one up. They said they were going to have a bubble for the French Open. They, they reversed their plans, and now they're saying no exemptions for anybody from anywhere. The late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Bring it. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, Reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 